we shall respond with singing Psalm 99, stands 5 and 6. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ. During the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, God commanded the Israelites to build, to build a portable structure, the tabernacle in the wilderness, as their place of worship where he dwelled among them. There was a total of seven pieces of furniture in the tabernacle. The largest one is the bronze altar placed in the altar courtyard of the tabernacle. It was the most prominent and imposing, imposing thing in the courtyard, visible and any worshiper upon entering. The first altar built is after the flood of Noah, but an earlier altar could have been constructed when Adam and Eve fell into sin, and God made them a goat a coat of animal skin. Later we see their son, Abel, brought a blood sacrifice, so this makes sense. There are many more altars of sacrifice in the rest of the Bible. For example, Abraham built, built one everywhere he went. But what was the purpose of the altars? Why did God instruct the Israelites to build an altar simultaneously as the tabernacle if they wanted to meet with him and worship him properly? And what were its importance and significance? With these questions in mind, I preach to you this afternoon under this theme. <coughs> the bronze altar God set up in the tabernacle. We have two points to share. The first point is design and purpose. And the second place, and also the last point, is significance. The altar was situated at the courtyard entrance and was the first thing people saw when they entered the sacred tabernacle. It was called bronze altar in Exodus chapter 28. The altar of a burnt offering in Exodus 40. The altar of God in Psalm 43. And the altar of the Lord in Malachi chapter 2. It was a built of acacia wood with outside of altar wrapped in bronze and measured 7.5 feet square and 4.5 square high. Four horns were made at the four corners of the altar and the horns were attached with the altar and were one with it. God also direct, directed the, a brass greeting a network to be installed inside the altar, which was empty in the center. 
to hold the burning wood and offerings during the burning. Ashes and burned residue fell through the brass net. The two poles used to carry the altar were also wrapped in bronze and inserted into the bronze rings at the four corners of the altar. All the utensils for the altar were also made of bronze. Paul's carry ashes from the altar to the prescribed place outside the camp. The shovel removes the burning charcoal from the altar. The priest used the shovel to bring the burning charcoal into the sanctuary to the golden altar where the incense was offered. The forks are to hold the burnt sacrifice in the center of the altar. The word basin means a vessel used to sprinkle water. The pots used to hold the animals' animals' blood sacrificed on the altar of a burnt offering. The sacrifices offered on the bronze altar were turned into blood and ashes. The ashes are not destroyed or disposed of, but are taken to a clean place to be used later for cleansing purpose. They are evidence that the sacrifice are entirely consumed by fire. The blood is to be poured at the altar's base or sprinkled on the altar. It was also evidence that the sacrifice had completed its mission. Now, according to the Leviticus chapter 1 to chapter 7, God identified five kinds of sacrifices that needed to be offered on the bronze altar. The first was the burnt offering. The whole sacrifice was to be burned on the altar to make atonement for the sins of the offerer. Through the burnt offering of his people, God's holy wrath against their sins was appeased. A reconciliation between the holy God and the sinners was made possible. The second type of sacrifice was a grain offering. It is a product made mainly of raw materials such as fine flour and oil. In addition, they are baked ones, fried ones, and ones prepared with frankincense. The grain offering was a gift offered to God in gratitude for his forgiveness of sins. It was also called a food offering, a drink offering, often accompanied the green offering. A kilo of wine sprinkled on the top of green offering, accompanying drinking offering was a symbol of the joy of offering. The third type was the peace offering, also known as a fellowship offering in English. In the peace offering, only the sacrifice's blood, fight, a fat, kidneys, 
were to be burned on the altar, and these and these parts were to be given to the Lord, but the rest of the sacrifice was to be shared by Aaron, his sons, and the sacrificers. Now the fourth type was the atonement sacrifice. This sacrifice was offered for the unintentional sin and ceremonial uncleanness of ritual impurity. The blood and the fat of the sacrifice were offered to God and were to be burned on the altar while all other parts of the sacrifice were to be taken outside of the camp and burned. Now the last the last one, the fifth, also the fifth one, is a guilt offering. It was made with a male sh- sheep with the uh, blemish. The person who offered the sacrifice had to make a peace with the person he had heard or made up for the loss of others before he could offer sacrifice, ask the Lord for forgiveness. Regarding the sacrifice for sin and uh, sacrifice for atonement, whenever a person sins, a bull or a male goat lamb without blemish or a female goat is to be brought to the bronze altar and offered as a most toning sacrifice. The person who offered the sacrifice lay his hands on the head of the atonement sacrifice, and then he was to slaughter the atonement sacrifice at the place where the burnt offering was slaughtered. The priest was to take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and anoint the four horns of the altar with the burnt offering. But if it was a high priest and the whole congregation and the curate who made the atonement, the blood of the sacrifice was to be poured at the foot of the altar at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The fat of the sacrifice was to be burned on the altar. The rest of the sacrifice was taken outside and burned to ashes. When the people and the priest had done what they were supposed to do according to God's sacrifice regulation and finished the sacrifice, what happened? In Leviticus chapter 4, four times we read that they were forgiven. On what ground was the sacrificial man's sin forgiven? The sin, the sins of the Consecrated man had been transferred to an innocent bull, a male lamb, or a female goat, while the innocent of the unblemished bull, male lamb, or female goat was transferred to the repentant sinner. Now, this brings us to the last point <clears throat> its significance. The bronze altar presents a vivid picture of God's greatest sacrifice for our sins. The original Greek Hebrew word for altar means to slaughter for a sacrifice. So literally, the altar was a place of sacrifice or slaughter. The altar is at the center of God's eternal plan of salvation. 
It speaks of justification. Justification is a judicial act of God, and it declares us righteous when we believe in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. In the tabernacle days, Israel was restored to a right relationship with God by offering blood at the altar for their sins. Today, we are redeemed through the atoning blood of Christ. God restores us to a reconciled relationship with him by imputing the righteousness of Christ to our lives. Before the priest, before the priest entered the tabernacle, he had to offer a blood sacrifice on the bronze altar. All those who entered the tabernacle had to pass through, through the blood-stained altar before they could come into the presence of God. Likewise, the cross of Jesus Christ is the heart of our Christian faith. Well, the altar was to the worshipers of the Old Testament, the cross is to us who believe in and trust Jesus Christ. Just as the bronze altar is inevitable, no one can gain entrance or access to God's holiness, favor, and forgiveness outside of the cross of Jesus Christ. Therefore, man's first and greatest need is atonement, approaching the tabernacle without offering a suitable sacrifice on the altar means a certain death. If we reject the meritorious sacrifice of Christ on the cross, it means a separation from God and eternal death. Numbers, book of Numbers chapter 16, describes the rebellion of Korah, and who challenged the leadership of Moses, and we know God judged and punished Korah and his followers. The Lord commanded the priest to take the bronze censer that Korah and his followers had, had held, hammered it flat, and covered the altar of a burnt offering <coughs> with it as a memorial to the Israelites. Whenever anyone came to the altar of a burnt offering, they would notice the rough, hammered bronze, and be reminded of Korah's rebellion and God's judgment on him and those who followed him. The bronze that wraps the altar symbolized the divine righteousness of Christ who took God's divine judgment upon himself on the cross by becoming a sinner for us. Just as men are saved from death when they took and Moses' bronze serpent lifted up in the wilderness, all believers lifting up <clears throat> on the cross to sacrifice for sin in Jesus Christ will be saved from damnation. Christ appeared to John on the island of uh, Patmos with his feet of fine brass, as if burning in a furnace. 
which indicate the judicial nature of his judgment on his enemies at his second coming. The fire that burns continually on the bronze altar completely consumes the sacrifice. It is the blood-stained reminder of sin. The constantly smoking sacrifice reminds us daily how bad our sin is in the eyes of God. It is ugly and disgusting because our sins are ugly in his eyes. The burning fire is the fire of God's holy wrath. It reminds us that the smoldering sacrifice points to Jesus Christ. That blazing fire burns towards Christ the substitute for our sins. He is being judged, not for his sins, but our sins. We must not forget that the blood of countless sacrifice has been poured out on this altar year after year throughout the history of Israel. God placed the altar strategically in the tent of meeting to remind his people of the seriousness of sin. For the wages of sin is death. Bypassing the bronze altar was not possible. All sins must be judged. To show mercy to the worshipers of the Old Testament and not, and not require them to die personally for their sins. God taught them how to take an innocent animal as a sacrifice for their sins. And thus, there were regular sacrifices for sins burning on this altar. And the animal's blood was smeared on the four horns of the altar. All, all this was done to impress upon the people of Israel the judgment of God against the sin. It was prepared us to understand the event of Calvary. Calvary was the place where holy God judged our sin. When sinless Jesus hung on the cross on that dark Friday, he experienced the judgment of holy God on our sin. He fulfilled the demands of a holy God on us. Therefore, Calvary is a place of judgment. The altar in the tabernacle is a reminder of this solemn fact. The altar is not only a place of astounding judgment, but also a place of forgiveness. The sinful worshiper can leave the altar with assurance that he is forgiven after seeing the sacrifices offered to the holy God on the altar. However, we need to know that the sacrifices in the Old Testament never reached level required by God to man. But they were a step, a step in the direction of the ultimate sacrificial event on the cross. There were five sacrifices on the bronze altar fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The first one, Jesus has fulfilled the sacrifice of atonement. In Jesus Christ, our transgressions are forgiven. 
Our sins are forgiven. <clears throat> Jesus has satisfied the atoning sacrifice. In Jesus Christ, the power of sin is broken. <clears throat> Second, Jesus fulfilled the burnt offering. In Jesus Christ, God the Father accepts us. Third, Jesus has satisfied the grain offering. In Jesus Christ, we have the perfect sacrifice. Fourth, Jesus has fulfilled the peace offering. In Jesus Christ, we have reconciliation with God. The priest stood every day in the Old Testament, often offering the same sacrifice, which could not take away sins. But Jesus Christ offered an eternal sacrifice once and for all and sat down at the right hand of God. Therefore, we do not need to offer sacrifices like the people of Old Testament. Instead, when, what we need is to come to Christ, for he has once for all fulfilled the prefiguration of the bronze altar. However, this does not mean that we no longer need to offer sacrifice. On the contrary, God still requires us to provide sacrifices today. It is not a sacrifice of atonement, but a sacrifice of thanksgiving. We are to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. He also implies that we must bear witness to, witness to the atoning death of Jesus Christ on the cross in our daily life. And we must be willing to suffer and deny ourselves for the salvation, for the Savior who loves us. We must all remember in 1 Kings, the first two chapters, it is recorded that the altar provided shelter for Adonijah, the son of David. He reached out to the, uh, he reached out and clutched, clutched the horns of the altar. When he grasped the horns, horns of the altar, he was asking for forgiveness offended by the sacrifice. He was confessing that he was a sinner deserving of judgment, but was pleading for mercy. Oh, how much we need to take hold of the horns of Calvary altar and cling to them, for we know that only in Christ, only in the figure of him can we receive forgiveness. There is an interesting statement about the altar in the book of Revelation, brothers and sisters. So each piece of furniture in the tabernacle is a replica of a piece of furniture in heaven. In the heavenly sanctuary, there is an altar of brass. John saw the souls of those who had died at mothers under the altar. They had died a cruel death at the hands of their persecutors. Now their lives were under the altar where they would never be harmed again. Therefore, the, the only true safe place in the world is to cling to the altar's horns. 
and to the crucified Savior, who is our altar, the sacrifice, and the priest who offers his sacrifice on the altar. In other words, our salvation is in his hands. Our altar is the cross, the crucified Jesus, the shedding of blood on Calvary. We are ready to declare with Apostle Paul, as for me, I will boast of nothing else but the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, the sin of the repentant sinner before the bronze altar is actually a picture of you and me and all of us, the covenant people. The altar sins and the burning offerings on top of it are actually Jesus Christ's picture. That sacrifice and on that altar, their pictures have been set before the people of God for thousands of years. On that altar, we find the ultimate meaning of those sacrifices depicted day after day at the entrance of the tabernacle. And there, the man was doing evil, and God was doing what was good. Is there, man was advocating hatred, and God was showing love. There, Man is destroying, destroying mercilessly, and God is restoring mercifully. Man is killing and cursing there, while God is saving and blessing. Brothers and sisters, the first stop on the way into fellowship with God is the altar. This is the most important of all. The altar points to the cross of Jesus Christ, our Savior. He is our only way to heaven. Amen.